and welcome to Business Line Podcast. My name is Anjana C. Sriram and I have with me Tejas Kode, co-founder and CEO of FIRES, an online broking and investment platform. So there are two parts to this conversation. One, with many retail investors entering the market and challenges posed by global uncertainties, we wanted to understand FIRES perspectives, views, on the general market dynamics and what to expect from the stock markets. Two, we also want to understand how FIRES has been doing given the challenges and opportunities that 2023 had to offer. With the surge of trading activity as a result of the increasing number of retail investors, we want to understand FIRES technological readiness to support heightened levels of transactions. This we hear is a major challenge for trading platforms like FIRES. So first, when we start, I wanted to start off with your outlook for the rest of the year. FY24 is going to end and we're going to start off with FY25 soon. We just wanted to get an understanding of this calendar year because, you know, this year started off on a negative trend in January. So how do you expect the rest of the months to be? Hi, Anjana. Thanks for having me. I think uh, 2024 would turn out to be a great year for the stock markets. Mm -hmm. Sentiment amidst retail traders, I think, is positive. And millions of new Indians continue to enter the stock markets. And uh, the challenge in our industry is to manage this inflow without Mm -hmm. any disruptions. Okay. And uh, that seems to be happening well, too barring a few incidents that have been reported in the past in the industry. But we're all prepared to scale up even further. And uh, the retail investor sentiment is positive. Mm -hmm. And also the levels of awareness have risen substantially. Like when I used to trade an investment, I was a kid. At the time, there was little to no awareness. And although there were very many books written on the markets, accessing them, getting mentorship and... um, All of that was just uh, uh, slightly more difficult than it is today. And it it was also not a cultural phenomenon a few years ago. And uh, that's the huge difference now because the average retail investor is actually able to make the difference. Like collectively, their opinions do matter. Mm-hmm. And uh, whether they are investing through mutual funds or directly into the stocks themselves, they are making a difference and they are becoming a more integral category of uh, participants in the markets. So how do you expect the stock markets to be, you know, like in the light of the general elections in May, April, May? Well, the sentiment is positive. While I can't really say where the markets will go, I think people will continue to invest. The hardest part in the Indian capital markets was to get the average retail trader and investor to commit their savings to the markets, right? And that has happened and continues to happen. Every young Indian today wants to invest in financial instruments rather than in real estate as soon as they start to earn. And uh, when something kicks in culturally, when the big wheel starts to spin, it's very difficult to turn it around. Now, we have momentum on our side. And uh, and with the levels of awareness uh, today, I think uh, it's going to continue. So in all likelihood, the markets might do well. 
but yeah, uh, I won't really comment about valuations and all of that for now. Okay. So Febi has recently come out with a consultation paper on uh, extending trading hours and all that. What is your opinion on that and uh, how prepared are you for that? Uh, we are prepared and we are also very supportive of uh, extended market hours. I think extending the market hours is very important for India if it has to become a destination for uh, investments globally, right? Uh, because the time zone differences are a hindrance for global investors. And also more importantly, timings from 9.15 to 3.30 for equity markets are kind of a hurdle for working population to invest too because everybody's kind of like getting to the office in those hours and they have to pay attention to their day job right and there's there's only so much time one has during uh the working hours and so you get to the office by nine or ten in the morning you have to check your emails report to your boss and whatnot and uh if the market's shut at 3 30 there is very little time for them to catch up on what's happening right and what I think is extending market hours will enable them to track the markets and invest in the evening hours. Mm -hmm. And along with that, it will enable them to hedge their exposures. Like that is something which is taken very lightly and most people aren't talking about it because the most important thing a marketplace should resolve is the ability to hedge protect the downside, right? So extending market hours is less to do with increasing the brokerage industry's revenues and more to do with enabling investors to hedge their downside mm -hmm. through futures and options. Okay. And uh, we have been uh, supportive of the exchange and I think market should at least be open till midnight. So how was business for fires in 2023? It was good. We uh, did pretty well, but... What's important to understand that we are still a company with a small market share. We are a high growth company, but there's a lot of headroom for us to grow and innovate. Mm -hmm. And um, although we doubled our user base and revenues in FY23, um, we could have done much better because the products and services uh, that we have and continue to offer are uh, getting better with every quarter. Mm -hmm. And we are broadening our appeal too. So while our primary target audience continues to be uh, the active traders and investors in India, it also, like initially when we first started out, it was for those very active day traders. But today, uh, the way we have uh, architected uh, and built our front-end apps is to cater to a more broader trading audience. Mm -hmm. And uh, the results will take time to show, but... I think we are seeing the green shoots in this calendar year. Because last time we had a conversation, you I remember you telling me that you had around 75% growth year on year in 2022. Yeah. So, you know, how was 2023 for you in terms of uh, new customer acquisition? Yeah, so we had a near 100% growth. Oh. Yeah. How would you categorize your uh, clients now? So you see more of uh, first-time uh, retail investors or F&O more? Not yet uh, first-time investors. We tend to get uh, traders who have been there for over a year in the markets. Mm -hmm. So the way we are positioned is that traders will eventually find us. 
So we don't really do that much marketing uh, as most people think we should, uh, but we don't mind that because we're okay with a moderate rate of growth. Uh, we're more focused on building good products and services and, and growing by the word of mouth, which may take some time, but uh, that's something that we have made peace with and we're okay with it. So what are the trends you see this year, you know, like, in what are the trends you saw in FY24 and what do you see will be the trends going forward in terms of teams that are playing out in the market? In terms of the retail investor participation, we see a lot of first-time young people coming in from the Tier 2 and Tier 3 cities now. Okay, and also the sectors that uh, you see a lot of investments, you know, what are the themes that uh, traders want to get into, investors getting into? Most of them are now, uh, I mean, I, I can't speak for the entire market, but I can tell you what's happening at FIRES because we are mostly, like I said, catering to traders mm -hmm. who have a preference for trading in futures and options. And uh, that continues uh, to be the mainstay at FIRES. And um, other than that, I would say that people are also getting a more deeper understanding on trading strategies. Because a few years ago, it was all about option buying. Uh, but now, they're much more savvy than they used to be. And I'm talking about those who are under 25, 26 years of age. And so they're much more savvy. They're well-read. And uh, they don't really want anybody's advice. Uh, and uh, this is a trend that we see continuing. And uh, yeah, so that's that. Also, the awareness about direct mutual funds has increased substantially in the markets. Growth in mutual fund SIPs is now coming through the direct route rather than through the regular MF route. Uh, so I think uh, in the range of 40 to 50% of additional inflows is now coming from direct route. So that's another big trend. Uh, so this might disrupt the, the mutual fund distribution segment a lot. Yeah. yeah, so that's another big thing that's playing out. Okay. And also, are you planning to spend more to upgrade your systems given the strong competition? You know, how do you differentiate yourself from your competitors? Well, actually, Fires is known as the innovator in the brokerage industry. We have done many things which other brokers are yet to maybe implement sometime in the future. And for instance, we recently launched the status dashboard. The status dashboard enables people to know the operational status of all of the FIRES trading components. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, the status dashboard gives you a breakdown of trading services at FIRES if they are operational or if they have had any outages, right? We also uh, show a breakdown of whether our market data feed is operational uh, and if there are any login issues or exchange connectivity issues. A brokerage platform is a chain and the chain is only as strong as its weakest link. So we really focus a lot on the stability of our trading platform and that is the number one priority and has always been. As a result, our uptime uh, is the benchmark in the brokerage industry by our customers. Uh, that's because we are more proactive than reactive. Mm -hmm. And, and just being more proactive than reactive, the mindset has allowed us to invest in capable resources, invest in high quality infrastructure and architect our systems in such a way that we have no single point of failure. 
while that is a difficult thing to achieve in uh, in, in the way things are structured in the trading industry, uh, we do our very best try to build in as many built-in redundancies and so on. So that's one thing that we have done. We've also done other things uh, for traders uh, on the order execution side. So for example, we launched smart exit alert. Let me explain how this works. Some traders may know what a kill switch is. It's basically thing that, like if you're losing money in the markets and if you feel like it's leading you to compulsive trading, it's like how on a phone you have different modes, a sleep mode. So this is a type of sleep mode, which which is supposed to discourage you from trading, but it may not really do that job because if you, you can always switch it back on and start trading. Um, so what we did is we came out with this thing called the smart exit alert, which empowers the user to manage the portfolio level risk. Mm-hmm. For example, let's say you have five trades in your portfolio, which are live, right? And um, most traders have to manage each of these five trades separately. So uh, imagine you have maybe like 10 lakhs in your trading account and you want to get out of all your five positions if you make one lakh rupees in profit. Smart exit alert helps you configure that and execute the exits for across all those five trades with a single click. And likewise, if you don't want to lose more than one lakh, for instance, you can configure that. And uh, when those conditions are triggered, you can exit that without stressing about it all day long. So you won't have to watch the markets. You can focus on your work. And that uh, helps to be less stressed about the markets. Mm -hmm. And it's also like a mental well-being feature uh, that uh, we have introduced. So like that, like I can go on and on about the things that we have innovated in the last six odd months. But in the interest of time, I'll just maybe take uh, one more example. We launched something known as the Fios TV app. So as we all know that the phone, uh, the, the device is constantly distracting us either by uh, app notifications, phone calls, social media and so on. So it's very difficult to keep your attention on one app for extended periods of time, right? So, but trading does require that kind of attention if you want to track the markets and so on. So we enabled uh, our users to cast the prices and the charts of the stocks on their watch list or the stocks in their portfolio on the big screen, which, which can either be a TV or a computer screen, right? So while... Uh, you might uh, talk to people on the phone or res- respond to somebody's message. The markets will be on your big screen and you can continue to track them and multitask. Okay. Now, this is big. And those who uh, appreciate the value of multitasking and uh, also at the same time being able to track the markets will uh, will definitely make use of this future. Okay. <laughs> This also brings me to this uh, wide market swings that we see on and off. So how are you equipped to handle these uh, swings? And we also should expect something, you know, the elections and the global uncertainties before us. How have you equipped yourself? So whenever there is uh, an in, uh, there are situations where volatility goes up, transactions also naturally go up. 
right? Because people want to trade during high volatility. And so in such situations, um, what we do or have done is that we have provisioned our systems and our server capacities in such a manner that we account for these kind of peak traffic situations so that we are not taken by surprise, right? Also, the way we build our applications is that we have a failure uh, first mindset in the sense that we build things assuming that they will fail. And then we create a plan B as to how we will handle the failure if and when it were to occur. So, yeah, we are very proactive, like I said, and uh, we have been well prepared. And hence, we've been able to avoid outages and disruptions in the past. Mm-hmm. So we we don't function at peak server capacity. Like our capacities are way higher than what uh, we currently handle. Okay. And also another thing is this. The way we have architected is that we have the ability to scale both vertically and horizontally. What I mean by that is the on-premise uh, setup that we have uh, in the data centers where our applications are hosted. Over there, we have very high server capacities. And we can also scale them uh, vertically on on a short notice, not on a real-time basis. But uh, the the rest of it, which is hosted on the cloud, can be hosted uh, can be scaled up instantaneously on an almost real-time basis. So that allows us the flexibility to handle peak traffic much better. And uh, we have been obsessing about this for a long time. Apart from that, if you ask me about uh, how we are managing uh, outage risk, like the network infrastructure, uh, the lease line connectivity that we have with the exchanges, that stuff uh, is also subject to disruptions. It has happened several times in the past and for many brokers. So we have backups in place. And uh, we also monitor those backups uh, very closely. right? Apart from that, we also have a DR site which we have provisioned and uh, we have set it up in such a way that we, if if the, uh, the primary site is down, then uh, we should be able to switch over with uh, little to no disruption. And so uh, we have been working on that very proactively, although such a situation has never occurred in the past. Okay. While trading is about risk management, Broking is also mostly about risk management, and we have and we face all types of risk, right? Technology risk being the biggest of them all in today's oh, scenario. Technology company? Uh, yes, we are. It's very difficult to describe, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's mostly technology. But we're also a deposit-taking entity, so that makes us a core financial company too, right? So customers deposit their money, and it takes a lot of trust for them to do so. And I'm happy to say that today, what we have over 600,000 customers uh, who deposit money with us and uh, trade with us very actively throughout the year. That brings us to the end of this conversation, Tejas. Thank you so much, Tejas, for taking the time to talk. Thank you. Thank you, listeners, for tuning in.